You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. It's up to me to be the very best I can be. Welcome to the Up To Me Magazine Show. The Up To Me Magazine Show is your inspirational go-to platform for behind the scenes with industry professionals and talent in Christian entertainment and successful small businesses. Join us today as our guest will be Metro Maryland Youth for Christ Chief Operating Officer and Licensed Clinical Social Worker, Judy Phillips. I'm your host, Gabby G., because I was born with the gift of gab, a trait that each of my friends and family could all attest to. So whether you like to talk a lot like me or you're just a great listener, please join me in my Gabby G. studio and be inspired along with me as I introduce to you each morning another fabulous guest to inspire and educate you. Each week, I will welcome our guest and invite you to join me in conversations on diverse topics that relate to our journeys in awakening and living in our life purpose. I'm blessed and humbled to be a part of this Christ-led team, and I do not take this opportunity to serve as your host for granted. Here at Up To Me Magazine, we love to encourage and empower each other to be the best that we can be. So this program is truly meant to be a platform of voices to be heard and expressed in a safe and non-judgmental environment. Celebrating 10 years of encouraging our guests to do better and be better, our podcast can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. Simply search for Up To Me Radio. We also encourage you to visit our website at www.up2meradio.com and go to my Up To Me magazine show page to subscribe for updates, free gifts, sponsor promotions, and more. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Up To Me Radio. Well, for more than 75 years, Youth for Christ has reached out to young people who often feel overlooked to build relationships at pivotal moments by partnering with the local church and like-minded organizations. Metro Maryland Youth for Christ outreach services include City Life, Campus Life, Campus Life Military, Deaf Teen Quest, Juvenile Justice Ministry, Parent Life, and more. In response to the hopelessness felt by many of today's youth, Metro Maryland Youth for Christ is hosting the second annual We Believe in Youth Week from this coming week, November 13th through the 17th. So that's this Monday um, through um, next Friday, November 13th through 17th. We are blessed to have COO Judy Phillips here with us this morning to talk with us about this growing need and success of this youth movement. She has a diverse mental health background with experience as a psychiatric social worker in an inpatient hospital setting, a mental health clinician in the emergency department, and a clinical director at a community psychiatric program. She holds a bachelor's degree in both psychology and social work and a master's degree in clinical social work. She also specializes in mental health 
and has a very deep passion for working with adolescents, having spent the past decade dedicated to ministry. It is for this passion and dedication for her role with Metro Maryland Youth for Christ and its successful We Believe in Youth movement that I've asked her to be with us here today. Please help give me a very warm welcome to Miss Judy Phillips. Judy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to just see how people can get involved in helping youth today. I really um, appreciate your taking the time um, because I know how busy you are and you have so many diverse roles uh, with what you're doing and the impact, um, which we're going to talk about um, on our youth. You have very personal stories to tell and um, I'm really very impressed, and I just really want to um, start off by introducing you to our listeners. So prior to Youth for Christ, can you share with us your early education and your background just so that our audience can um, have a little bit of background on you? Yes, thank you. So as you um, already mentioned, I you know, have a degree in psychology and social work, and I always like to say that social work chose me and mental health because I actually started as a math and education major, and um, about three years in, one of my professors, I talked to them, I'm not sure if this is what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing, and he actually recommended social work to me, and to be honest, I didn't know much about social work, but I, I took a class, and I just really felt that's what God was calling me to do, one of the things about social work is that it takes a holistic approach, and so it helps look at not only individuals' mental health and well-being, but also families and communities and involves advocacy and, and helping those who are vulnerable in our society. So I took that route, and as you said, I worked in a hospital for a while and in, in the emergency room for, for quite a while. And then just prior to coming to YFC, I worked at a community um, program that provided housing for those who had been experiencing a severe and persistent mental illness and at some point had also had faced homelessness. So there were a lot of wraparound services involved in that. So just having the opportunity to just work with people from every age, because see, mental health issues affects everyone from every walk of life and, and, and every age. And I just was just drawn to and just appreciated the opportunity to, you know, work with them and look at all of the needs that they had. Um, so, uh, it, so I, I'm not sure, sorry. I, I then I, I was feeling that God was calling to a position where I, I wanted to come alongside those who were working in the church and with youth and, and help them to address the increasing mental health needs that we were seeing amongst youth in our society. So this is pretty amazing. So you did you say it was your math, <clears throat> excuse me, your math professor? Yeah, it was actually that, that one he, of my educational psychology professors. <laughs> oh, okay. But still, that's pretty amazing. And I love how you say that um, you didn't choose it, it chose you. That's it. I love that. And so, But you embrace that. I, I used to say, okay, God, why didn't you give me this calling before 
I went through all that math, but I also had the opportunity in the midst of all of my social work positions, I taught high school two years, and um, I actually was able to teach math, so. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm I'm sure that you could use, you use your math within, you know, um, all these different roles that you that you have, and sometimes the Lord just places us in these situations to meet the right people we need to meet. You know, exactly. sometimes it's sometimes I call that, and I've I've had that in my own life. Like I started like different types of businesses, like home businesses, and I'm like not successful, not successful. And then the Lord, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm doing putting in the work and it's not working. And so you know, the Lord said, it's it's not. I don't want you to do this, but it's the training I need. Or it's the introduction to people he placed me with. Um, And so sometimes I think it's like indirectly. But directly, what I love is once you were in, you know, mental health, how you just took off and the Lord just flew open those doors for you and for the work of other people and particularly our youth. Like this is so important what you're doing. Um, So can you tell me – how you were then introduced to Metro Maryland Youth for Christ and um, where your work began there. Yes, um, sure. Um, I actually started as a student myself in Youth for Christ when I was in high school. Um, one of the programs, like you said, um, they service um, high school students and middle school students. And so I started attending the program as a high school student, and it was there that I Um, really gave my life to the Lord. And then when I was in high school, I was able to volunteer with Youth for Christ and then just stay connected with the organization through the years, supporting them as I was uh, raising my own family and working in the field of social work and was invited to be on the board of directors, actually. And it was through that that I felt that God was um, just nudging me to then take, as you said, like the experiences and the people that I was able to meet and the, the skill set that he had allowed me to develop and bring it back to the ministry and come alongside those who are reaching youth and just support them and be there for them. And there were just a lot of new exciting programs that Youth for Christ was implementing that um, I was seeing that I could um, take a role in. So I left my position as the clinical director of the program and I came on staff at Youth for Christ 10 years ago. As the chief operating officer, correct? Yes. Well, actually, I started um, with um, in a more a direct ministry position, and oh, okay. we were just implementing a program called Point Break, which was an anti-bullying program that we were partnering with schools to take in and just address the um, increasing issue of bullying in schools. Okay, I want to. Um... I want to unpack that because um, that that seems to be a very resounding, unfortunately, um, subject or you know in today's society about this bullying. Now, bullying has always taken place in in schools. Like even when I was in elementary school, somebody who looks different or feels different is is always you know um, singled out. Um, 
as difficult as that is and as wrong as that is, um, but why – I feel like there is an uptick in this. And really, um, it, in your, in your um, experience, can you tell us why um, you feel like this topic of bullying has been so prevalent um, in today's society? Do you think it's social yeah, media? Yeah, what do you think is – yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think all of the statistics show that there have been an increase in bullying, and we've seen that. And as people have been looking at, you know, just as you said, what's going on, of course, people always talk about the factors of social media, and that certainly is a factor. You might think of when I was young, if somebody was bullying you at school, you endured it while you were in school, but then when you were at home, you kind of had a respite from that. But with social media, students, young people, even adults, um, it's, it's on 24-7. So people can be bullied around the clock, unfortunately, you know, with cyberbullying. So it's not just while you're at school. It can happen all the time. And if someone makes a mistake or they fall down and someone takes a picture of something on you that they mm. don't like, it's now distributed to everyone. They can take a picture of you, they airdrop it, and then everyone in an entire class has um, a mm. moment, in, a frozen in a picture that perhaps someone did not want anyone to see. And so this the impact and the way it can spread and is it certainly has been exasperated in that way. And I would definitely say one of the other factors is mental health, as we're talking about, because as depression and anxiety have increased, when people are experiencing depression and anxiety, they also can manifest irritability and anger. And we know that those factors can also increase somebody um, maybe even you know, engaging in bullying. So there's this connection sometimes that some individuals, if they feel helpless in their situation then and they're angry at others, they actually may find comfort in blaming others or can gain a sense of control when they begin to bully someone else. So there's a lot of factors involved, unfortunately, in the, just the growth of bullying that we've seen. So if someone is out there is being bullied, is there um, some takeaways? Um, I know we only, um, you know, our show is short, um, but is there some, like, key points that you could give to people out there who are listening this morning who may find themselves in that situation? Um, what can they do? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, awareness has to be involved, and we want to give students and parents, you know, they need to work with the schools. A lot of schools have programs now. Um, um, some churches have programs. I think the main thing is to just increase awareness and talk with others and begin to, you know, use the resources that are available. And we want to educate our child. We want to get that positive message into them, which relates to the we believe in you so that they're not claiming or just, internalizing too much the messages that they get from bullying and just help them to find power and strength through the relationships that they have that are positive and people coming alongside them to find ways to support them. And then also being educated that the bully is 
they have issues that are going on internally with them and to not take that all in themselves. So how can we keep, so let's just speak to those who are bullying other people. You just, you just said that's a very good point. They're hurting too. And they're acting out for some reason, you know, for whatever situation they have in their life. So how do you, how do you, or have you, um, worked with kids who were on that other end who were actually doing the bullying and um, how do you help them to stop doing that and to see the ramifications of what they're doing? Have you been successful with that? Definitely just trying to find ways to connect with them and just as you said, recognizing that they need love um, and intervention just as well. The Point Break program that I referenced that we did, one of the final components of this day-long process that we do is called Cross the Line. And at that point, students have the opportunity to just walk forward if they hear a statement that is related to something that they've experienced in their life, from perhaps having a parent in jail or having a time at home where they've experienced violence. And kids have the opportunity to walk forward without using their words and then just look around. And quite often, they're just in shock to see that other people are experiencing the same thing as them. So we want them to start to have some empathy for one another and help people to find a way to connect with each other and see that there's power in sharing what's going on inside and that they can connect with their peers and get support from the people around them. Wow, that is brilliant. That's really powerful. It's like yeah, um, it, it's always just an incredibly powerful moment, and yes, and it just sometimes it's hard to put in words what someone's going through, and just that is a way also that program that someone could share their story without using their words by just you know, stepping forward, but that step can be the first step in helping us to address the problem and and helping find healing. And there's there's comfort for people, and it's the same thing with other support groups, grief counseling, you know, just all kinds of things, just knowing that you're not alone in what you're experiencing and feeling and seeing that there are others in your peer group who are experiencing the exact same thing and you're like, wow, I thought I was all alone. And it doesn't, isn't that what the devil does anyway? Make you feel like you're the only one. Mm -hmm. And so it's so, it's so spiritually powerful because you're breaking that chain. And through that, that, that really is amazing, Judy. Um, Because that's a, that's a hard thing to try and like crack, like, you know, you know, trying to get in someone's yeah, head and, and, and help get them question, to open up. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just trying to get people to open up, like what's bothering you, what's going on. But just that one simple thing, they don't even have to talk. They can just walk forward and see everyone else like, wow, that just kind of to me like kind of like melts that veil. Yeah, um, I mean, and as you might, said, it has to be like an ongoing process. So, you know, at Youth for Christ, that's why when we did the anti-bullying program, it's an all-day thing because students are not going to be able to open. There has to be a level of trust that is built, um, and there's just slowly encourage people 
to share. There's an activity we do if you really knew me. And just even as adults, we can do that ourselves. Like, you know, if you really knew me, then you share some basic things. But then we go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper to find out what is is going on. If I could share a quick story, I had a girl in one of my groups, and she said, if you really knew me, my grandfather just passed away. And, of course, we were able to then to give her some care. And then as the day went on, she said, if you really knew me, you knew that my father, my grandfather had committed suicide. And oh. then we recognized it was a whole nother level and a complicated right. grief that she was dealing with. And then by the end, she said, if you really knew me, the day that her mom told her about her grandfather, she herself had been depressed and contemplating suicide. And she was just wow. crying, saying she saw the pain her mom was going through with losing her father. And she still was dealing with all of this pain herself, but she didn't know what to do with it now because she didn't want to cause her mom more pain. And so you just see oh, how we can't start at the surface level. We have to just keep going deeper and find out what the real struggle is someone is facing. That's a beautiful story because we don't, sometimes you just don't even realize what they're carrying. Our youth today, I feel like they carry so much more than like I did as a youth. Um, do you feel like that's that's true, that the kids today just have a lot more on them? Yeah, and I think, again, that's just, you know, of the awareness that, you know, right. the, the news from around the world. So they know not only what the struggles are maybe in their own home, in their own school, we are just awareness Bombarded of kind struggles of. and wars around the world. You're absolutely right about that. And let me just speak to Youth for Christ for a moment um, as okay. an organization. Because um, just in what you're telling me and sharing with me, how they are so invested. And I have known that myself personally because I, I came to Christ through Youth for Christ through um, a, a young woman that I met, um, Edie Bernier, who is amazing. And yeah. she was involved in youth. Yes, Edie Bernier was. Um, yes, I met her in my 20s. And um, she invited me to her Bible study. And um, I went. And I had a, a bad breakup with a boyfriend at the time, and I was so devastated. And I'm like, I've never been to a Bible study before, but I'm going to go. But if it's weird, like, I'm going to leave. And they're, they're like, you can come. It's, you know, it's fine. Oh, my gosh. I I loved it so much, again, because I saw my peers. They're all struggling through the same kind of things I'm struggling through. And yet they used the word of God for my answers, and the Lord became real to me. And I got saved through them, and I'm very grateful. And Edie was involved, and Bev Gorman was in my group, and, and some others that um, were invested in Youth for Christ and introduced me to Metro Maryland Youth for Christ. And, um, they were involved in campus life, and they just they just really enveloped me and invited me into their homes. And I tell you what, um, I I met Bob Arnold and Jeannie. Jeannie was also in my group, Jeannie Arnold, and so. Um, I just saw firsthand the investment, the grassroots investment that they made in the lives of young people. They invited people who had no, uh, I shouldn't say people, youth who were in a homeless situation to come live with them. They invested in them. They mentored them. And I'm not just saying, um, like, you know, oh, if, if you have an issue, you can just, you can call us at this number. No, they hold 
kids accountable. They call them up, how you doing today? They just invest. They really invest. So it just um, it just really drew me even closer to the Lord through that because um, they put their money where their mouth is. Let me just say that. It's an amazing organization. And they've been around, I think it was 75 years now, Judy? Yes, uh-huh. They really do yeah, invest. And look at all the organizations they have. Our was Billy Graham himself. It's, it's amazing. And um, also I've seen over the years that people um, who have attended these programs, who have benefited from these programs as youth, just like yourself, you, you were there in high school, um, have gone on to mentor others, which is that just shows the power of the investment that Youth for Christ makes. Um, in our children. Yeah, so, oh, thank you so and, much. Yeah. Through, I oh, mean, we gosh, try to go and meet students where they're at. Yeah. They do, just like Jesus does. He meets you in your place, and there's no judgment. No judgment. And it's they hold you accountable, but it's with love. And so if anyone's out there that, you know, you're struggling, you have a youth that you, that you know is struggling, um, someone in your family, just someone you know, or you yourself, please contact Metro Maryland Youth for Christ because they can direct you. They're amazing, and they do it with love and without judgment, and it's really just a very beautiful, life-saving organization. It just really is, um, and it's life-changing. So I just want to do a little shout-out there because personally I've benefited from it. You have benefited from it um, for years. So um, just thank you for the work that you do. I just want to say that, you know, just off the top. Um, you really do invest in the lives of these kids. And in a little bit, we're going to hear some testimony on that. Um, so actually, so I want to um, thank you. So, and, and again, like you said, you can go to our website. You can send a message because like Youth for Christ, like you said, we're throughout the country and internationally. So if you have a young person, you know, someone, if it, even if it's not in the Baltimore area, we could try to connect you with a program that, is near you. And just one thing that you said, if I could touch on, just really resonates with me. We did a program at a city high school and we would go back every week and we helped with many things, as you said, um, with getting people the resources that needed the community, whether it be clothing or food or tutoring for school. But at the end, I, I asked them, you know, what's been the most important, what's been the most significant thing so that we can continue to improve? And overwhelmingly, they said, you come back every week. Yep. And just like you said, there's that, you know, just showing up and listening is something that our youth need so much. And I just, young, one young man just really stuck out to me because he said, I feel like people always look at me as a bad person, but oh. you believed in me and you didn't judge me and you come and just, it, it just, brought tears to my eyes, honestly. It does. The need is so much just to be present and to listen to the struggles that young people are there and see their good and their potential. Yeah, I feel like I feel like your teenagers get a bad rap. I think he's, um, you know, I it, it breaks my heart to hear him say that, that people, he just feels like people just look upon him as a teen, you know, um, maybe, you know, People just have a bad impression of um, teenagers or whatever, but um, really they're just they're just people like you and me, and they're human, and they have real hurts and feelings, 
um, like everyone else, and they just don't know how to express it all the time. Would you would you say that's accurate? Yes, it's very accurate because we know that uh, the adolescent years are just a change, a They're time hard. where so many changes and growth, and then there's this significant emotional and psychological changes. There's an increase in peer pressure, academic challenges, and then just like mm-hmm. you said, there's often this stereotype that they're perceived in a negative light, but yet it's actually a time that it's an exciting time where they can are learning more about independence and responsibility. So we have an opportunity to to support them through that and help them to discover who they are and all God created them to be. Which is it's so amazing the dedication and the love that um that, and I know that you personally have provided for them because we're going to hear those testimonies in just a few minutes. But um, first I want you to tell us about this amazing, successful outreach um, with Youth for Christ. It's um, in its second year, and it's called We Believe in You Week, and it's this coming Monday, November 13th through the 17th. So can you tell us um, why the We Believe in Youth campaign was developed and what your role is in this movement? Yeah, thank you very much. So we recognize in Youth for Christ just what you were alluding to, that teens are struggling more and more in our society. And then oftentimes as adults, we don't know how we can help or how we can be involved. And we wanted to have this campaign so that we could set a time that we could highlight this issue in our culture And we want um, really to have about three main objectives. One is that we want people to see young people and the challenges that they're facing um, and the difficulties that have been increasing. And two, recognize that we each have a power to make a positive impact in the life of a young person. And we wanted to third, just encourage everyone to come together intentionally to affirm and encourage and support all the youth um, in our um, community. And so that they will just be overwhelmed with a message of hope that can come from, I see something good in you. Quite often we go about and we don't pause to share the good that we see and what we are thankful for and to really look at someone and point out something that's good in who they are and it's just sometimes heartbreaking that you meet a young person and no one's really poured into them or let them see what is good in them and so we believe in youth is simply that campaign that we want to recognize youth intentionally look for them and all of us collectively make a commitment that we're going to start this week together um, and find those young people in our life and pour into them, really see them and listen to them. So can you tell us, and it's easy, this isn't anything complicated. Um, So just outline what um, Metro Maryland Youth for Christ recognizes or recommends um, how we can do that for them. They're very easy steps. Exactly. So it is easy as You can start with your own children in your life. Perhaps, you know, you're a parent or a grandparent, you have a niece or a nephew, or there's a child in the neighborhood that you know. You can start by sending them a text. 
you can write them a letter and we we have encouraged and we've provided many area schools and churches with specific um cards and notes that say we believe in you but you can use anything and just share a note of what you see positive in that young person so perhaps they're artistic maybe you've seen that they're compassionate with animals they're kind to others they show up they are working hard just find something that's in them that is positive that you see and you could highlight for them now, do you, does uh, Metro Maryland Youth of Christ have any merch, merchandise, like We Believe in Youth Week, like T-shirts, hats, things like that? Yeah, so we, we definitely, we, we have those things that we have been um, providing, and we've had sponsors that have helped us be able to provide this um, uh, products to help people um, promote the We Believe in Youth campaign. And so, again, you can go to our website, which is www.mmyfc.org. So that's Metro Maryland Youth for Christ. And then there's also lots of testimonies, and you can share what you're doing at a hashtag that we've created for We Believe in Youth Week. Um, So it's hashtag WW. B-I-Y week, so we believe in youth week. And so that is where you can post your testimonies of how you've poured into a young person or just see things from the campaign and get encouraged and inspired of how you can pour into a young person. So with that, I want to go ahead because I think it's really important to listen to the voices of those who um, benefited from these programs and just from the love um, and the investment that Youth for Christ makes into youth. And you've had firsthand um, experience and um, in this and in your role. Um, I know that you've had a, a, a big hand in this. So the first person we want to hear from, we're going to hear a testimony from a teen parent from Parent Life. So let's go ahead and play that audio real quick. I was born in Honduras. I was came in the U.S. when I was 16 years old. I was going through a lot. I met a boy in high school, which I become pregnant, right? I was too young. I mean, it was a whole war on my mind. It was a school, it was being mothered, everything was was so hard at that time and just when I met Judy she just everything just changed. When I came here I started attending the Patterson High School and I received a invitation about attending the parents life group. So that's when I met Judy. There is a lot of people that go in life but they just meet you and they run away, right? You know, Judy was there always for me. In 2015, I called Judy. I told her that I was thinking mm, not going more to the school, like that I cannot make it. I was feeling depressed and sad and I needed, I needed a job. She just told me that, that I can do it, that I can keep going to high school and finish the high school. 
So that's why I did it quick, because she told me that I can do it. Said I, and I did it. <laughs> and that's why I know Jesus, and I know that no matter what I do, he's going to be by my side. And everything that you go through life is because you need to learn something. That's, that's all matters why you learn for what you're going through life. Everything if you work for it, or if you have the right people by your side, you can do it. Okay, that just brings tears to my eyes. Cause, um, these are very simple things that you, you did to change and impact the lives of that young woman, and not just her life, but her family's life and her child's life, simply because you said you can do it, and I believe in you. I, you can do yeah. it. It's just amazing to me. It's very simple to just look at someone and, and see their potential because everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to know they have value. And just edification and encouragement is sometimes enough just to catapult them to where they need to go. And the Lord, you know, he takes over. But um, I just want to personally say, you know, you know, you're just wonderful, Judy. I just, um, because, you, you know, this is not just a job to you. It's not just a, you know, a role or um, it's just something that you do every day, but it's something you invest in and you invest in people. And the impact is just amazing to me. I mean, you must feel so good when you go to bed at night knowing. <laughs> I know you deal with a lot, but to, just to know that what you do makes a difference and counts. So I'm just celebrating you with that as well. And um, I just want to give you a shout out because of because you're not nine to five. <laughs> and Youth for Christ is not nine to five. They're, you know, it's 24 seven and it's, it's investment. And um, I just want to yeah. thank you personally. Yeah, no, for, well, thank you. I mean, honestly, I, it's, it's genuinely, you know, I always consider it's a privilege and an honor that someone allows you to speak into their life. And, you mm-hmm. know, the young woman that we just heard from, I just the resiliency, like she, when she came here, she she doesn't even touch on the amount of struggles and, and obstacles and challenges that she had to overcome. And, you know, like she said, sometimes we want to run away because, you know, she said she yeah. felt like she would run away because they're facing sure. so much you don't know. But I was able to say, like, you are amazingly resilient. And I think telling people that, you know, seeing their strength and, and what that they've endured and that, you know, that simple message that you can do it because sometimes someone's not telling them that, you know, you can achieve things there, you know, and, and there will be people there that can um, be by your side and um, help you through that. So um, all of us just, you know, sometimes just telling someone that you believe that they can achieve and just listening to their story and seeing how strong they are for just still being present after all that they're managing is an incredible message to give a young person. I just love how she said, um, how the Lord helped her to realize that the reason you go through things is because you have something to learn, and don't we all have something to learn? <laughs> but then, yeah, see, I always, yeah. I always say my guests on the show are overcomers with purpose because the Lord showed me that as well. 
that we go through trials we go through trials so we can learn something so we can overcome it so we can turn around and help other people through the same thing and well, and introduce yeah. the yeah, and to introduce the love of Christ. And yeah, so we don't have to have all the answers, right? So you don't no. have any, I mean, sometimes, it, right, someone's going through and I don't have all the answers, but I think what Youth for Christ does is that when we, like you said, we go where people young people and we, we love them. We ask God yes. to fill us with his love, and then as we are able to be there and share his love, then someone's heart can be open to really receiving and knowing God's love for themselves. And so that really is, we often call it the DNA of YFC, yeah. that we want to go. And as we connect and can share that love, then someone's heart can be open um, to really hearing and knowing and trusting that there is a God who loves them. Absolutely. It's so powerful. Um, I want to go ahead and play the next testimony that we have from a City Light team. Let's go ahead and play that video or audio. Okay. <laughs> what you for Christ does it says that you are okay the way you are now and we want to come alongside you to help you to become better it's hard to find authentic relationships in Baltimore City there's a lot of violence there's a lot of drugs being able to share just an authentic relationships where uh, they're loved for who they are and for God has made them to be we are always hearing stories of people divided but we know God's Word teaches there's power and unity and it is such a tremendous blessing to work with the teen parents and their children because we're reaching two generations. I think it's a good program because there's a lot of struggling parents out here and we just, we just need to stay together. We partner with Youth for Christ at Patterson High School and we come together and just love on our teen moms and their babies, which just fills my heart. So what I've noticed as a teacher is that the students that are parents they want to be good parents, they want to finish their education, they want to set goals, and they just need some help getting there. The program was good for me because I was stressed and I was afraid and scared, and Miss Judy helped me a lot through all that. I wanted to drop out, but like I said, Miss Judy pushed me to keep going on and get my diploma. In addition to parent life, we're expanding city life and working in the juvenile justice system. Kids are coming from broken families, where the homes are broken, the schools are broken, and then being incarcerated, they don't have any tools. And I see it as a step to get in there and show them that there's a way out. They're in survival mode, and we teach them that they don't have to be in survival mode. The hope and the message of Jesus that needs to go out is desperately needed. It can only be done when we all work together. Well, you know what, I really just want to speak to those those students um, and those young adults. Um, first of all, I want everybody to know we were given permission from these incredible young people to play their testimonies. So we're not exploiting them. Um, <clears throat> I'm really proud of them because it takes a lot of courage, I think, to stand up and, you know, lay bare, you know, your mistakes and, and your um, vulnerabilities to um, – record your your testimony testimonies and to stand in front of people and 
just speak to um, where they've been and how far they've come. I just think it takes a lot of courage. And so I celebrate every one of them for um, being able to do that and giving permission to do that. Um, And I just love what they said about how – I I like the first young man when he spoke. Um, To me, like his – his voice to me, I'm like, oh, I, I could see him be like being a pastor or, a, or an international speaker or something because he was like, um, you know, he just wants to do better and be better. And and now he knows how he can do that and, and overcome that um, because he was provided guidance and, and tools. And now, and then someone else said, now we can expand on that. So that's what I love because, um, you know, they know where they've been. And they've overcome that, and now they don't just want to sit in that. They want to expand on that. And now they know that they have the ability to improve their lives, to to go on and, um, you know, improve the lives of others through that as well, not just their own lives, just by their testimonies and by, um, yeah, the testimony of their life, just, you know, just um, in what they're doing and um, just the encouragement that they've received. And so – you know, they're just to be celebrated today. So I just wanted to celebrate them, thank them all personally, um, just for allowing us to play their testimonies and, you know, being vulnerable before us. And I just want to celebrate them. So thank you for bringing those testimonies to us. And they can see them as the video as well, correct, on the on yes, YouTube? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and I encourage everyone to go ahead and watch those. Um, they're very powerful. Play them for other – if you have other youth that are struggling, let them listen to their stories. Because, and you know what else would be nice? <clears throat> if others who've heard their testimonies are encouraged by them, write them a letter and say, I heard your testimony, it encouraged me. Thank you so much. Um, because that, you know, in turn encourages them as well. So, you know, just it's just a win-win all around. And so I'm just really proud of Youth for Christ, for what your role is, Judy, for the time that you invest in edifying these beautiful young uh, men and women. And what would you want parents, maybe teachers, pastors, and coaches um, to know that you feel is important for their mental health of our youth and young adolescents living in today's culture? What can they do? Yeah, well, I mean, first to speak on, you know, what you said, I think it's so important to make sure that youth, none of us, you're not defined by your mistakes. Like we all make, you know, mistakes, but, you know, as we learn and we grow from that and we come back, um, that's where we really want to emphasize so often students might feel that they're only – getting praise if they achieve the success, you know, if they score the goal on the team or they get the A on the test. But but for trying, for showing up, if it didn't go well, well, what can I learn to go to next time? And we need to really make sure that we're continually, you know, emphasizing that skill, that strategy that we all need for our entire life, right? Whether you're a yeah. teenager or whether it's all, we're all going to have time and we're like, yeah, that didn't go well um, or I didn't make the best choice, but God is gracious enough to forgive us and to give us another day. And so in that, the the truth that I just remind parents is our, our kids are not going to be perfect and students are not going to be perfect because we certainly are not perfect. Mm-mm. And so 
learning how to take a deep breath so that they can feel open in sharing what's really going on. Because sometimes students, you know, other people, we're afraid of how they're going to react. They know the truth of what we're really thinking or how we're feeling. So to be in a place where you can really listen and you're going to take a moment to just engage and listen and understand and not react, you know, especially as a parent, maybe we, we might hear our child make a bad choice. And if we get all riled up, then they're not going to be able to feel that they can come to us and share open and honestly. So one of the best things, you know, we started this and looking at mental health, I think us as parents, teachers, um, just as adults, we have to pay attention to our own mental health, right? Because if we're not in a healthy Ooh, that's state, a good point. we're not going to be there for young people. So we can start by modeling that and, you know, reducing the stigma that, you know, of getting help if you need it and um, demonstrating that it's important to take care of yourself and just you know, have some self-awareness of of what you're thinking and what you're feeling because that's how we can really learn about ourselves and um, make the changes that we need to know and, you know, really grow closer to God and be filled with him so then that we can pour it out to those around us. That's got to come from him. So I love how you say we're not defined by our mistakes. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I love how you said we're not defined by our mistakes. That's like, that's so powerful just to say that you're not defined by this. Like you, we can learn right. and move on from it and they have, and they feel safe. They, you have, we have to provide um, a safe place for them to come where they're not judged and they're encouraged exactly. and say, okay, this has happened. So let's just, how are we going to deal with it? We'll deal with it together. You're not alone and we can do this and you can overcome this. So that's such an important such an important message so thank you for educating us like you said that's so important so if if they become pregnant the girl you know everybody knows it right and so just letting them know that you know you may be proud like it was a difficult decision you're going to give this little child life you're going to give them the gift of life and you're they're living through what that means people seeing and needing and the physical and emotional stress that comes with that, and then to be able to then say, okay, can I finish school too? Can you know, and and can they do what needs to be done? And so to not recognize or focus on you're kind of like, wow, you know, okay, now you are you're you're doing what needs to be done to care and love for your child and. You know, as the one teacher said, you know, I just am just always constantly encouraging that, you know, young parents, they want to be the best parents. And, you know, they are very open to hearing that and, and being there. And so many young people, we might think that they're not approachable, but quite often teens say, tell me they don't feel the adults in their life are approachable. So looking at ourselves, wow. okay, am I approachable wow. and am I available? And that's all we need to do is let them know that. That's, it's these simple steps. These are not hard things yeah. for us to do. They're very simple steps. So um, I just really appreciate um, we're at the bottom of the hour now. The time goes so quickly, but it was such an important hour. And um, I just want 
thank you for coming on, taking your time to invest in um, my our listeners to educate us um, for this very, very important um, topic because our kids are our future and we need to invest in them. So um, I just want to thank you again for um, coming on. And do you mind if I say a quick prayer or blessing over you before we close this program out? No, no, that would be amazing. And again, just once I just, you know, just remember, remind people that next week, you know, really be intentional on saying, you know, I'm going to look for a young person and just share that message that you believe in them and, and see something good. And I just imagine if just even 10% of us commit to that, you know, what a difference a ripple effect we can begin to make. So together really are better. And thank you so much for sharing this message and promoting it and reminding people where they can get the, you know, resources to to be involved. Well, I thank you so much, Judy, and amen to that. Um, Lord, we thank you for both Judy Phillips and for Metro Maryland Youth for Christ's love, passion, and commitment to our hurting youth. We ask that you will continue to bless and prosper all the various outreach ministries dedicated to transforming the lives of the youths and adolescents in their area of influence. We thank you above all for your transforming power of your love through your death and resurrection on the cross at Calvary. May all that Judy and the Youth for Christ team encounter during the We Believe in Youth Week be accepting of your sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as Judy mentioned, you're very welcome, and thank you again. Um, As Judy mentioned just now, this coming week is Metro Maryland Youth for Christ's second annual We Believe in Youth campaign and movement between the week of this coming Monday, November 13th through Friday the 17th. Why not let the youth in your life know how valuable they are? It's simple. During that week, you can post a video, make a video call, or shout out on social media using the We Believe, uh, the hashtag, excuse me, the hashtag WBIY week, declaring why you believe in the young person or youth in your home, community, church, school, or neighborhood. To view samples of beautiful tributes like the one we just heard a few minutes ago, go to vimeo.com forward slash Storia Studio, and that's S-T-O-R-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O forward slash review, or you can call, write a note, or text to share why you believe in the young person or youth in your life. Why not place We Believe in Youth signs in your front yard, school, or businesses, or simply wear We Believe in Youth t-shirts, hats, wristbands, buttons, or even stickers? For more information, simply go to www.mmyfc.org forward slash event forward slash WBIY. These are a variety of very simple ways for one <clears throat> for anyone, including teachers, coaches, parents, grandparents, even aunts and uncles, to provide words of hope to let the young people in their lives know, especially in these difficult days, that they are wanted, needed, and value, and the impact is priceless. For more information on how you can donate or get involved in the We Believe Believe in Youth campaign or movement, or if you would like to launch a We Believe in Youth campaign in your own community, school, or business, simply email Brooke Atkinson, and that is brooke at B-R-O-O-K-E dot Atkinson, A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N at M-M-Y-F-C dot org or visit M-M-Y-F-C dot org forward slash event forward slash W-B-I-Y or simply call 
443-844-1230. That's 443-844-1230. As for Brooke Atkinson. In addition to the We Believe in Youth Week campaign movement, November 13th through the 17th, Metro Maryland Youth for Christ offers a host of programs dedicated to youth outreach. If you are a young adolescent or know of a youth in your own life who can benefit from these programs, simply go to www.mmyfc.org for more information. The Up to Be Magazine show will be back next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. with another fabulous guest to inspire and educate you. So on behalf of Mel D. and myself and the entire cast of Up to Me Radio, this is Gabby D. saying take five this week and be inspired to ask yourself about your own Up to Me journey. Allow us to help you to do better and be better, mind, body, and spirit. Take us out, Mel D., as we listen to our fabulous theme song, Wake Up!, by Blessed Love Gospel Reggae Band. It's up to me to be the very best I can be. And it's up to you
sleepless slumber We can do this no longer Me have to say Wake up, wake up and live Your life is full of purpose You must see that you're worth it Again I say Wake up, wake up and live From your sleepless 